You're listening to Denver Orbit, featuring voices. I'm going to give you an awkwardly long and uncomfortable list of reasons why you shouldn't shave outside. Stories. Now, he was very outspoken about the effects of of war on himself. The music from Colorado's creative community. Listen at DenverOrbit.com or on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or most other podcast apps. The John of All Trades Podcast is a part of the Denver Podcast Network. In the shadow of the mountains, we speak. You have all made it through the you have all made it, made it, made it. to you from the X Access. It's John of All Trades with your host, John X. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the John of All Trades podcast, episode 181. With your host, John X. Thank you for joining us. Glad to have you back once again. And I know I had promised you another entry into the John's Audio Resume series. However, we're pushing that back. You see, last week, Got a little busy, had the episode, it's recorded, it's ready to go. It I'm talk about lobbying and working in public policy and you know, DC and campaigns, and there's some cool stuff going on in that episode. But we need to push it back because about two and a half weeks ago, I moved. Moved out of my house in Park Hill and just moved one neighborhood to the south. I'm now in Mayfair. And moving, as you know, is an absolute nightmare. It is not fun. Every step of the way is like excruciating. And you combine that with the fact that we had sort of a difficult close with the old house. Things did not go smoothly there in terms of inspection, in terms of getting some of the work done that we promised to get done before closing. There was just a lot to it. And it was stressful and tough. Now, once you move, once you get all your crap into your new house, you go, okay, this is good. I think we should be done here. This I, I, I'm nearing the finish line. And at every step of the process, that is untrue. So the focus of this week's show is customer service. And I've got two examples on the good side and two examples on the bad side. And all of them in one way or another are sort of related to this move. Now, let's start with the good side. First, I'd like to give a shout out to Johnson United Movers. Just spectacular folks. We had a guy come out. He did an estimate for us. He said, here's what I think it'll take. He was right up front with all the costs, and he laid it out for us very systematically. He said, I've been doing this for 30 years. I don't think you're going to end up spending this much, but here's my best guess, just so you're not surprised when the bill comes. Okay, great. Thank you. Very much appreciate that. Thank you for being forthright. Thank you for being upfront with us. That's enormously helpful. Now, the day the movers showed up, we had a crew of four guys. And so they roll up in the morning, and you've got Thomas, who was the team leader. You've got Brandon, Connor, and Zach. We take them through the house. They're very polite. But here's the thing. When they show up, we've got laid out on our counter a dozen donuts, a couple of jugs of water, some Powerades, some protein bars, you know, it's like, I don't know, $12, $15 worth of shit. 
And they go, wow, all right, look at this. This is fantastic. We ended up buying them lunch. We asked them what they wanted at the recommendation of our coordinator. He said, ask them what they wanted. Don't just get pizza. They may have eaten pizza six times that week. See what they feel like having. You know, that's not hard for you, so just do it. That's a, a, a simple act of courtesy. So we asked them what they wanted. We ended up getting Chick-fil-A. Again, this is like, what, for the four of them and me and Kristen, that's what, like $35 worth of shit? So we're out here 50 bucks in terms of showing some common courtesy. Now, they did a great job. They were very careful with all of our stuff. They wrapped it uh, very thoroughly, anything that was sort of still loose. Again, we tried to be prepped. We tried to have as much ready to go as possible because we're paying by the hour here. It's mystifying to me that some people will like half pack their house and then expect people to come and do it and then bitch when the bill is high. Seriously. And that brings me to my first point. Good customer service frequently comes as a result of being a good customer. This is not that hard, yet I feel like it's a part of the missing equation. I feel like when people get on social media and bitch about a company, it's because they themselves are a shitty customer. So if you're a shitty customer, expect shitty customer service in return. So right up front, just be good. Now, secondly, these guys were busting each other's balls all day, which I really enjoyed. If they weren't, I'd be a little bit worried. The fact that they were, I'm like, okay, these guys have rapport. This is a good place to work. This is a crew that's friendly and familiar with each other. So bust each other's balls. That was terrific. It was fun to watch. And at one point, I came downstairs. They were moving this dresser into our guest room. And it was Thomas and Zach. Zach was kind of one of the younger guys. And he's trying to move it and get it centered. <laughs> and he doesn't hear me come in the room. And he says to Thomas, he goes, center it, dumb dick. <laughs> and I laughed. And he looks at me. He goes, oh, uh, I'm sorry, sir. That's, uh, I didn't realize you'd walked in. And I said, first of all, no need to apologize. We're moving here. And secondly, solid burn. Never heard anyone called dumb dick before. That was, made me laugh. Still makes me laugh. I think about it from time to time. Just even now, a couple of weeks later. When we get done, we're walking through what the final bill is. And it is remarkably less than we were quoted. Again, Tried to be as prepped as possible. You got to figure these guys are dealing with assholes constantly. So we're ready. We're moving. We're, we're working right there, shoulder to shoulder with them, wherever is needed, you know, packing up stray shit, you know, getting stuff out of the fridge and freezer and whatever. And at the end of it, we tipped them each 50 bucks too, which is just sort of a token. You know, the, the guy who coordinated for us, he said, don't feel like you have to tip like 15% or whatever. That's ridiculous. We pay these guys a good wage. That's why our prices are typically a little bit more expensive, but we want good folks. So just give them a token. But we tipped them each 50 bucks. And Thomas, the team lead, goes, you know, when we showed up here today, we knew this was going to be a good move because no one puts out a spread like you guys did. And I go, a spread? Well, what, like the donuts and the protein bars and the waters? He goes, yeah. I mean, some people will just put out water, but... You know, you guys were very thoughtful and, you know, this, this was a great move for us. And I go, wow, fantastic. That's terrific. So treat your service people well. They will treat you well in return. Highest recommendation for Johnson United Movers. Now, that same day, after they left, I had set up an appointment with Comcast to get our cable transferred over. It was really easy. You went online. They, I think they call it like their Movers Edge or something. 
And uh, you just set an appointment window. They ask you what kind of services you want. And so I said, yes, just hook everything up. That's great. I, you know, it was like 50 bucks or whatever. And the tech shows up. His name is Alex. And he's going through trying to get a reading on stuff. And he goes, okay, this house is wired really, really nice. Like you can put your cable box down over here. And then there's like a USB. They wired it behind the wall so that all you have to do is plug in your TV and uh, with the HDMI cable and you'll get it. So like you don't have any wires showing or anything. I go, wow, that's really cool. He said, here's the problem though. <laughs> you don't have cable getting fed into this house. So he walks me outside and he goes, I can run it off that pole over there. Um, but you're going to have a wire sort of hanging over your driveway. Are you cool with that? I go, well, yeah, man, like I kind of need cable in this house. So if that's what you got to do, that's fine. He goes, and I'll run it along this gutter. You won't notice it too bad. You know, it's just one wire. I go, yeah, man, do what you got to do. And he said, all right, I got to climb up that pole now. And I go, it's like 95 degrees out here. And he goes, it's what I do. Don't worry about it. And I'm in my house unpacking something. And I look and I see him with his ass hanging off this pole, just doing whatever he's doing up there. You know, I don't know how cable installation works, but he is behind our house, probably 25 feet in the air with his, you know, wrenches and screwdrivers and stuff, just doing it. He goes around, checks, makes sure all of our outlets are working. He gets our Wi-Fi set up. It was delightful. He stayed, I think, way longer than he was expecting because I don't know that he expected to have to do that. But again, super nice. Uh, offered him water, offered him something to eat. He declined all of it. But it's like, look, man, you're going the extra mile for us. I know you don't see it that way, but the fact that I don't have to make another call or the fact that I don't have to do it myself, shit, man, that is worth its weight in gold. Thank you. And so he got here sometime in the neighborhood of 3 o'clock, I think. He didn't leave until like 5.30. And this was, uh, let me think, what day did we do this? This was a Saturday, too. So, you know, gross. No one wants to be working during that time. He was here. He went the extra mile. He was terrific. And just a note here, because people love to shit on Comcast. People hate Comcast. It, it, and I'll be honest with you, I don't relate to it. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. Because I have never had anything but quality and fine interactions with the folks at Comcast. I literally have nothing bad to say about them. Are the prices a little bit high? Yeah. But whose isn't? You know, every time we've called them, they've been responsive. They've been helpful. They've renegotiated with us, which is not true of every company. I'm going to get there in a minute. But they've been terrific to deal with. So big shout out to Alex. Uh, I think he's like a contractor for Comcast. And just terrific experience there. Now, that is on the positive side of the ledger. Let's go to the negative side. This will be fun. Uh, I've been avoiding reliving this, but whatever. Here we go. So as part of our cell phone plan, we've been with AT&T for a while. I've literally had every cell phone carrier. I have no loyalty when it comes to this. I don't care. Kristen's been with AT&T the entire time for like since she's had a cell phone, I think. So I don't know, the last 15 plus years. And at one point I get this random text during the day and she said, did you order direct TV? And I said, no, 
Like, why would I order DirecTV? And especially in light of what I just said, singing the praises of Comcast. And so she goes, okay, thanks. She calls them and says, hey, what's going on with our bill? What, you know, we're not trying to order DirecTV. We never put this order in. And the guy said, well, it says here that you've done it, uh, that you want to do it. And she goes, uh, that could be fraud. You know, that could be identity theft. And essentially the guy's response was, well, nothing not we can do about it. You know, you're going to order DirecTV and this is the monthly bill. And you go, whoa, dude, hold on. No, uh-uh. Wait up. I just told you we didn't order any fucking DirecTV. And the fact that you can't show us the invoice and the fact that you're unwilling to do anything about it and just let us eat these charges for whoever is trying to charge it to this account. No, unacceptable, uncool, no way. So we did everything. Kristen went through all of their helplines. She got rerouted through just labyrinthine phone menus and talked to customer service reps and managers and got bumped up. And they all basically said the same thing, which at the end of the day amounts to, yeah, well, uh, fuck you. Uh, that's really too bad. It's like, okay, so you're going to charge us for services that we don't use, that we didn't request, that are going to someone else. And you're basically telling us, yep. That's the way it works. Get fucked. Are you kidding me? This is not okay. This is definitively not okay. So Kristen goes, all right, well, fine. Are you prepared to lose a customer over this? And they go, well, you can't do that for this variety of reasons. And she goes, okay, yeah, right. We went to Verizon the very next day. Worked with someone in the store in Cherry Creek Mall. And they were great. They switched it right over. We haven't had any problems since. So AT&T, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you're just going to let this happen. And then when someone points it out and says, hey, no, you can't, you can't just charge us for DirecTV that we're not using, that someone is clearly trying to fraudulently put on our account. And you go, yep, that's really too bad. Get the fuck out of here. No. Get out. Jesus. So anyway, we are Verizon customers now, and that's fine. Um, I don't feel one way or the other about it. I've been on AT&T, Singular, Verizon, T-Mobile, and I think one other. Never been on Cricket, never been on Sprint, but like I said, I have no loyalty here. Uh, Verizon's treated us well so far. I liked them when I was on them uh, previously. So whatever. But uh, AT&T, you can go suck a railroad spike right now as far as I'm concerned. Okay, now this is the big one. Home Depot. I have literally never had a problem at Home Depot in my entire life. It's a huge store with a lot of high-quality products. And everyone I've worked there, sort of rank-and-file employees, will be insanely helpful in dealing with you. We've bought major appliances from them. So we go, okay. This seems like the best deal. We're going to get a new washer dryer for this place. And every step since then has been piss poor. Essentially what happened was we're getting our washer and dryer delivered. Right at like dinner time. So we've got our kids. My kids are three and a half and two. And so they're pretty high maintenance. There's a lot of activity there. You got to be on point. You got to be on your game. And so they show up, they go hook it up. The washer runs fine. The dryer 
will turn on and then immediately turn off. And it keeps tripping the breaker. And we were told by the delivery guys, they said, look, this, this isn't working. Um, you know, we don't know what the issue is. We can't figure it out. We don't know if it's the electrical in the house or if it's the dryer. And they said to us, they said to us, you can either reject this delivery. We'll take it out of here now. Again, it's like 630 at night. I, I'm guessing this is sort of their last shift. We're trying to be good customers. We're trying to be cognizant of, you know, the work of these delivery guys who are good enough to haul these things up and down stairs all day. And they're at the end of a long shift. They said, so you can reject it or you can return it for any reason within 48 hours. We go, okay, that's a good enough window that you guys don't need to haul it out of here. You know, we'll, we'll get this taken care of. We'll get it figured out. We come to find out it's not the outlet. And we talk to Home Depot and we go, look, we need to exchange these. Number one, there's something wrong with this dryer. It's not our house. We checked. It's not the outlet. There's a short or something going on with the dryer. And they go, oh, you're going to have to take that up with the manufacturer. And we go, oh, whoa, hold on. You, we were told that we could get this done within 48 hours. So now we're asking you, worth it. We're, we're, we're within that window. We also realized that our washer stuck out from the wall much further than we thought. So we can't close the door to that laundry room. And so we call, we call the store and essentially they said, well, you got to call the 877 number. So we call them. They tell us, the corporate office says, you got to talk to the store itself. And finally, we figure out who the customer service manager is, some woman named Val. And we called her when her shift started. We asked the employees to say, hey, please have Val give us a call. And she says, so <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself. And I apologize for the length of this, but God damn it. So security picks up the phone when Kristen calls. We hear him. He's not even smart enough to cover up the mouthpiece. We hear him talk to her and he says, hey, it's this lady. She says you owe her a call. And she goes, I don't know who that is. And uh, just get rid of him. And the guy gets back on the phone and he goes, uh, Val isn't in right now. And she goes, are you shitting me? I just heard you talking to her. You were literally just talking to her. And he hung up. And you go, whoa, okay, uncool. We tried calling him back. They hung up on us every single time. It was at that point I took to social media. If you want to see a couple of tweet storms, check out my Twitter feed. It's J-O-A-T pod, where I'm tagging Home Depot and I'm laying out the situation. So you can get much more chapter and verse about this if you're some sort of masochist and want to hear me bitching about appliance delivery. Tried calling the corporate office, got hung up on. I got tweeted back to with some canned, you know, unhelpful garbage from their uh, HD Cares account. We sent them an email. We got no response. We were basically, again, told to get fucked. They said, basically, you're stuck with this. Well, you signed for it. There's nothing we can do. That's too bad. Uh, go swallow a knife, I guess. 
Oh, thanks a lot, Home Depot. That's fantastic. We live in a new house. We were told one thing, and you gave us another answer. That's unacceptable, and you can go swallow a knife. All right? Seriously. What the fuck is this? What are we doing? Like, I recognize this isn't the fault of sort of rank-and-file employees. This is bullshit corporate policy. And in my estimation, we have not been unreasonable. It's only when we got turned away again and again and again that you have to take to social media and that you have to dedicate an episode to ranting about the shittiness of customer service. So finally, the resolution here is we're getting in touch with the manufacturer. The manufacturer, uh, it's Electrolux, has been delightful to work with. They said, I can't believe this is the corporate policy. That's not how I understand it. We've done a lot of business with them. So she apologized for them. That is more than we have gotten from Home Depot. And so my last tweet to Home Depot, let me pull it up. I remember I said to him, uh, it was like, I got, uh, I got one back at me. And uh, I said, your crappy customer service is only matched by this account's ability to turn out canned, unhelpful garbage like this. It's been an extraordinarily, <clears throat> excuse me, it's been an extraordinary displeasure working with you all. And I look forward to doing business with literally anyone else. So there's my two cents. And I suppose if there's a takeaway here, I don't know if there's a takeaway here, but here's my best guess. If you are a good customer, you should expect good customer service in return. Now, if you're a shitty customer, and I've come across many of those, you've heard some of them in the John's Audio Resume series. But I've worked retail, I've worked restaurant, I've worked campaigning, I've worked door-to-door -door salesmanship. And you're going to expect some rudeness from time to time. That's fine. You can deal with that. But if you put out good into the world, you should expect good in return. We got good in return from Johnson United Movers. We got good in return from Comcast. That is not true of AT&T and Home Depot. And I'm incredibly frustrated that this is what it's come to. When the fact that social media shaming doesn't seem to be working in the way that it used to. I think companies have internalized that. I think they've sort of recognized what that is. And they basically uh, assign someone, some poor schmuck, who has to respond to all these angry customers who are getting dicked over day after day after day. You want an example of this? Go to the Twitter account HD Cares. And watch them churn out the exact same canned response to everyone. Oh, I'm so sorry you're having this issue. Here's a phone number and an email address you can call. Uh, spoiler alert for all of you looking to call or email those accounts. They're not going to do anything for you. It does not matter. It is not helpful. So personally, I don't foresee myself shopping there in the near future. And hey, do what you want. But I put this out there because caveat mTOR. All right, buyer beware. Look alive for who you're engaging with. And if they're not treating you right, talk about it. That's the only way we get anything done. That is the whole purpose of me doing this ranty, rant, rant podcast that has now gone on for, as I'm looking at the clock, 22 plus minutes. All right, 
be vocal. Be the change. Because if you're getting jerked around, the only way to get anything done and change things at a systemic level is to speak up. Now, that is just a small plug for voting as well. We just finished our primaries. I was on the air as part of one of my clients recently talking to Ed Sealover from the Denver Business Journal about the primaries and about the general election. And there are people who are really, really upset with the way things are going. The only way to get out there is to add your voice to many and be that change. So I leave you with that. Uh, I feel a little bit better now having put this out into the world. This is also going to be a part of my company newsletter that I send out about customer service because that's one of the things that I pride myself on. With as diverse a career as I have had now, I have seen customer service from a lot of different angles. And it's only recently with these two companies in particular that I've gotten a spoonful of salt shoved into my face. So you know what? Here's a little salt back. I'm not afraid to get punched and I'm not afraid to punch back. So I encourage you to do the same. Thank you for listening. Thank you for letting me rant. Let's play the outro. John of All Trades podcast is a production of Deft Communications. Check out Deft on the web, D-E-F-T-C-O-M.us. Got a couple of new podcast projects coming up that uh, I'm doing for clients. So stay tuned for those. I can't talk about those just yet, but very, very soon. Our sponsor is 4Degrees, the number 4, D-E-G-R-E dot E-S. If you're doing anything online, let's talk about customer service. These guys are fantastic. They will help you build a website. They will help you write the right message. And then, most of all, they will get that message in front of the people who need to see it most, the people who are going to take action, where you turn leads into actual customers, where you turn potential supporters into actual constituents. I can't say enough nice things about them. They've been great to me. They've been with me for 180 plus episodes. The number four, D-E-G-R-E dot E-S. I mentioned Twitter before. Social media is where you can find John of All Trades. J-O-A-T pod is the handle for Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Pinterest, and Instagram. Got a new Instagram series going called Worst Coworker Ever. Enjoy that one. That one's pretty funny. New episodes go up on Monday. Nope. New episode previews go up on Monday on Facebook only. New episodes drop on Wednesday. iTunes, Stitcher, and the John of All Trades homepage. J-O-N of All Trades dot U-S. I'm back here next week. I don't know what kind of content we're going to do. Hopefully, uh, we don't have to do another one of these for a very long time. So, until I hear you back here again, say goodnight, Gracie. That's good, Johnny.